Hello and welcome. Give him some. You can't interrupt the flow. Yeah, give me the loop. It'll flow then. I'll not interrupt when next time you start. Yes, you will, you liar. No, you will not for that. Hello and welcome. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I've got this written down. This was quickly concocted. Okay. Um, hello and welcome to this most exciting edition of Around the Console, where tonight we're going to be discussing Nemesis, that amazing Alton Towers ride opened in 19... Hang on a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> Wrong. Sorry. No, it's not. Jeez. It's Nemesis, the amazing track nine on Alanis Morissette. Such pretty... Fun. No, it's not. Fucking hell, what we're reviewing. Silver Nemesis, that amazing Seventh Doctor story done in 1988, I think. Uh, and tonight, as always, I'm joined by my awesome fellow travel uh, travel companions in time. It's Cliff, Sucky, John and Bob. Hello, gentle people. Oh, yeah. This is what you get when you give Craig a chance to prepare something. This is what you get, boys. You get over <laughs> Chance to shine. That was brilliant, Craig. Absolutely. Well Don't need chat GBT, Craig. I know. Went over me at that. <laughs> so, yes, tonight we're doing Silver Nemesis. Now, I, obviously, we're doing first thoughts first. I'm going to leave till the end because I think Bob's a little bit biased in this whole era of Doctor Who. And for regular listeners, you'll know exactly why. So, I'm going to come to, I'm going to come to Sookie first. Hello, darling. Not seen you for ages. Hello, sweetie. Uh, How are you doing? What do you think of Silver Nemesis? All right. Uh, Silver Nemesis, it's a bit of a mess of a story, I think. it's, uh, it, But it has its good points in that it just quick, it goes from scene to scene, to scene and it's quick and uh, exciting and all this stuff still going on, but it doesn't make a lick of sense. That's all I'm going to say about it. Go on. Okay. Were you trying to lick the sense out of it, Sucky? I was just curious. I did about try that. and lick uh, the screen when Sylvester was on, but each time yeah. uh, it, it oh. went to oh, self, uh, didn't I? Okay, switch off. I can understand, yeah. It's that red guy in the umbrella that probably did it, maybe. Cliff, darling, your views on Silver Nemesis. <clears throat> I thought, well, this is it. I've been it three times in my last thing. I can't remember anything more than that. But um, it, yeah, similar to Sucky, it, it just feels like there's too much in it. It could have got rid of some of the characters easily i'm not sure if it was originally written to be four it seemed weird being three it seems really tight and condensed but there is enough characterization in it okay. it's okay it's okay so it's two kind of mediocre ones so far we've had sucky try to lick it and cliff thinking it was a bit tight so we're gonna <laughs> so we're going for john darling you're next on this now uh, normally i do leave it till the end but obviously i'm leaving bob till the next time yeah, no, I agree with Bob. He's, it's great. It's great. Um, it's great. I know. I really enjoyed it, and I thought your your criticisms are about are a bit picky because it, it featured all the Doctor Who tropes that you need. It's featured all. It had spacey stuff. It had history stuff. That fucking is what the show. I did like and, the Nazis. And like it's um, and it had great settings, and it was in, and it was just. The Doctor's on form. It, yeah, there's a couple of things that didn't make sense. The asteroid stuff, I don't understand much. But that's a small price to pay for what is otherwise a quite entertaining journey, I thought. But yeah, okay. with Bob. 
was your first ever viewing of Silver Nemesis, John? Of course it was. I'm the last, by the way. Just <laughs> You never know, it might haunt you and you might decide in the middle of the night one night to come downstairs and watch Silver Nemesis. No, I, I decided, I really enjoyed the historical aspect of it. I thought that was really well done and inter- interwoven with mon- modernity and stuff. Like, yeah, that proper timey Doctor Who stuff. Excellent. See, you've already ridden, you know, ridden the bar because, you know, unlike Sucky and Cliff that were talking smut, you're talking about modernity. So you've now taken smut, us to... I've, smut. When did I, I've, I've when did I get down that? We're licking okay. the doctor when he was on oh, yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, Remember, okay. that's what you said. Okay, Bobster, come on now. Now it's kind of a little bit pointless, maybe, but we shall see the deeper feelings from Bob. It's um, Come on, what do you think? It's um, a mess. It's quite charming. <gasps> But it, it, I mean, in there's, disgrace. There's, there's, there's reasons why it's a mess. Uh, JNT was a bit too involved in this one, wanting all side men, blah, blah, blah. The, the writer was a cocky, trying to, thinks he's, well, he probably is a clever guy, but never written Doctor Who before, trying to fit in stuff that it just, it just isn't, it, it, it's kind of, I, I enjoy it. I love it. It's Vesta McCoy. But um, looking at it now, after a few years since I watched it, um, Oh my god, there's there's plenty wrong with it. There's plenty that's trying to be there but doesn't get there um, from the era. Um, Courtney Pine is in it. There's fucking Cybermen. There's what more there's, do you want? Man? Yeah, there's Courtney Pine. That's what I mean. It ticks a lot of boxes in a fun way. But yeah. if we're looking at it with a critical eye, there's many things it doesn't deliver. But it's not it's not it's it's not the fault of its own. It's the fault of the people writing and producing it, basically. Um, Really, uh, yeah, and not just them. It's that there's things that were out of their hands as well. So there's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes production, which, when you know about them, you see them on screen. Because even if you didn't, something's not quite right for this particular era of Doctor Who because there's some brilliant stuff there. Um, and that, and this is the one, the 25th anniversary special that suffered yeah. the worst for yeah. it. Exactly. It doesn't feel like anyone thought. It just came up and went, oh, it's 25th. Let's stick silver on it. Let's stick Cybermen in it. Lastminute.com. <laughs> but there but is yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, as Bob says, behind the scenes that did happen. Now, Craig, what do you think about uh, it? Well, I'm totally shocked. I absolutely, obviously, I chose this as a suggestion. I love this story. I think it's brilliant. I always have done. I truly love it. It's one of my go-to era episodes of McCoy. Uh, I'm really interested how you're going to ruin my dreams now because you're just going to decimate a program that I love, uh, and then leave it, leave me crying in a in a pit at the end. So yeah, okay. Let's. I don't know very much about what was going on behind the scenes of this. I just love it because I'm a proper fan, not like you four. So go on, <laughs> yeah. you tell me what. Tell me what was going on behind the scenes. There was there was a in this was commissioned, and uh, as a 25th anniversary story, they put a lot of stuff on there to make sure it was, uh, uh, you know, to coincide with this uh, story. Uh, But uh, because which was the the story that was being recorded earlier, overran. Sylvester and uh, Sophie were not available for rehearsals. And because of that, there was no uh, finessing of the script. And also because of that, they overran loads of scenes. They extra scenes were filmed left and centre all over the place. And because this was also like um, scenes that explained some of the motivations, some of the characters uh, doing this sort of stuff. Uh, and how one character gets to another place and so on. This is all filmed for 
because they need to fit into a 22 and a half, 23 minute slot with uh, before credits. Uh, a lot of stuff was just cut, cut out of them. Now, most of this stuff went back in on a VHS release, which is uh, in the other room at the moment. But otherwise, I'd be flashing it right now for the YouTubers. But uh, video <laughs> case. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is all back in. The episodes went up from uh, 22 and a half up to about 29, nearly tw uh, 29, 28, and something like 27 or something like that. So there's a lot of footage put back in and it explained a bit more. But because of all this, this is why I come to the point where it, it, there's a lot of stuff happening and it's really exciting to watch and it is entertaining to watch. But once you, uh, you're thinking, why is that, suddenly, that character suddenly here? How did the statue get from this particular yeah. place to the crypt? How did, uh, what was... Oh, it followed the target, didn't it? Um, no, it followed... Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> Lady Painford, the statue, basically. How's... The statue was in the comet yeah. coming down. Yeah. So how did it end up in the crypt? He followed the TARDIS. Stop. There's a Stop. sentence on it. Stop. Stop. No, but Stop. Lady Painford opened up the crypt. It's fine. It's, it's fine as is. It's it's it works. John. It's awesome. It's also it's a good little Doctor Who. It, yeah, he just it follows. It. If, you, if you hadn't, if you hadn't already watched <laughs> Remembrance of the Daleks, it'd feel a little bit more unique. But it's the same yeah. bloody ah. story as Remembrance of yeah. the Daleks as well. I understand Nazis that. Yeah. In it, you got Nazis in it. You got different tribes of Daleks. You got different tribes of Cybermen. The only thing have you? I. <clears throat> well, they start fighting together. And, but the good thing is, I did like, I did enjoy um, Lady Penfort, whatever her name is. Oh, I Penfort. thought she was a great character. I love her. I think she was good, but I don't think they needed the Nazis in it. I just felt it was too much. Well, too, too many elements. Yeah. I will like, concede that. The fact that all the elements they did do were, were great was irrelevant. But yeah, there was too much. It, it did muddy the waters a little. It kind of, I don't know, was this originally written as a four-parter? Because it did feel like no, it like should it have been. Should before. have been. No, it was all a three-parter. Yeah. See, for me, it can't, it can't just feel, I, I get exactly, there's an awful lot going on. You've got different time periods. You've got the Dots, you've got the Cybermen, you've got the Nazis, you've got Lady Painforth. You've got all that in there. But for once, it doesn't feel empty. It doesn't feel like it's clawing for time just to pad out an episode it feels non-stop oh, so that, that's why i loved it and I, I i don't see any big gaps in the story which is what i'm really curious about i think it's all very cleverly woven through very maybe a sentence here or something like that but i just loved it i think i, I agree so maybe it goes back to the film which was the video that sucky talked about which had all the extras like green caps and i loved that and i was quite disappointed that wasn't on the dvd when i went to watch it but yeah i i think it's i don't think it is too fast i think it's great yeah. go on Chris. sorry so i was going to say sucky <clears throat> that extension yeah. does it explain like the beginning of uh, the nemesis a little bit bit, bit more because i felt this this was missing a good prologue no, I, I don't think that's in there because yeah. I haven't watched the video of this now since <coughs> probably about 20 odd years uh, so it, it's been a while since I've seen that but I remember watching this uh, when it was shown and I was really loving the story then hmm. right, because you saw action scenes you ate with a catapult yeah. hey, stop it, it's great oh. that bit is great right. 
yeah, yeah, it was exciting. This is one of the first videos I actually recorded straight off the telly as well. Uh, so I always used to re-watch this. So I was quite familiar with the story. And then watch the extended edition, if I remember correctly. There was a lot of stuff put back in and that made the story a bit more uh, coherent. And then there's always why this bit happened, because this bit happened, because that, that bit happened. But the, at the same time, I'm also thinking there was scenes in here which required action. Like I mean, the social like, workers. The social workers. Yeah, yeah I, think, I agree. Although I like that. Guinness were recorded. The American woman. Jazz, uh... Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, oh, but like I love me. that bit when they all when they all do that. I think it's genius. Well, the, the bowl bit was a waste of time. The old the bowl. They got the bowl. Give me the bowl. Give me the bowl. Get, take the freaking thing from them. They could have just poked him in the eye. Well, this is where I want, right to, it, to, I want to interject, uh, to interject this point. They're all about consent, Sheps. That's why they're all about consent. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Meddling, come on, Bob. You're going to tell us oh. you love it, really, aren't you? No, so the, the, one of my main frustrations is the Cybermen being shit, <gasps> which happens a lot yeah. in Doctor Who. And these these are probably up there. These are more comedy. Uh, it's, they're, just, they're just badly portrayed. Badly scripted, um, and they don't, they don't do. They're not scary at all in the slightest. These Cybermen. They're probably up there with Revenge of the Cybermen for being that bad. A Cybermen, um, which, which I, I didn't see that at the time. But they're bad, and they're only hammed in there because uh, or rammed in there because JNT wanted it because it's silver, and he wanted the Cybermen yeah. in there. Um, same as he wanted um, the German actor, famous German actor. Like, oh, he was different. great. He was great. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing him. He he was very good. Um, and the the skinhead thing was like that's that was a thing at the time. Um, and the kind of thing they wanted to and it's quite clever the way they did it. They wanted to emphasise that these guys have come from medieval England and they've killed lots of people. So a couple of hoodlums who we'd be scared of in the 80s or now or whatever um, are not a match for these uh, sort of like which come across a bit foppish. These people from medieval times. Brilliant. They're brilliant. Um, the, I think the, my issue is with it, when when it's, when it's Doctor Who is written in the hands of someone that is a Doctor Who fan, which the majority of writers at this time were, um, the, this guy, is it Kevin Clark? The dude? Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark. He is not a Doctor Who fan. Never known anything about Doctor Who. He just sort of blagged his way into getting a... You know, they were desperate for writers. And he totally, on a whim, made this up as he was going along. Now, one of the things I do like, but it wasn't really... I don't know, I don't know if it was well done in this or not. Yeah, but it, you've it, got it was, people like that that have we've got to take on some responsibility there, not just the writers. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. No, I, I mean, am. they've got... Everybody involved in the production is, like, part of the Doctor Who. They should have said, oh, you can't have Cybermen after this shit. I think, well, I think that, that this, this is the one where there was... JNT involvement. I think the majority of the rest of it, apart from the odd guest star, he wasn't really involved at this time. He, or he didn't have an interest in it like he used to do. He was more interested in swimming off to conventions and partying or whatever else. But this is the one he got involved in the most. I think it suffers for that. Um, I, I think that there's many brilliant things in it, like the two actors who were playing Lady Penford and um, the other dude. I think they're fantastic. I think the Richard. German guy's fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're good. I think Zest McCoy and Ace are brilliant in this. You know, I consider yeah, they have no rehearsal it. time. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I think Courtney Pine being in it is genius. I think um, I've figured out why I don't like Ace, though. Why? Because she reminds me of a rich girl who's ah. pretending to be one of the working yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, I get that. 
Yeah. I, got, I, just, I just was watching her. I'm thinking, that's fucking Rick, for the young one. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it yeah. seems like she's like, oh, she's all jolly hockey sticks. And then, like, I'm part of the power and part of the street. Yeah, there's, oh, a, there's a proper little shit like what she does where she goes, oh, you know me. I'm not usually scared, but I'm scared oh, now. Yeah. And he goes, oh, go back to TARDIS, you know, for a cup of tea or whatever. And she goes, no, I'll be okay. I thought, who writes that shit? Yeah, that did feel like... She, like it was just that not doesn't needed. feel like Ace. She no. wouldn't have said anything like that. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that scene does refer back to another story, though, which was uh, Gratis Show in the Galaxy. So that she does say, I'm not afraid of anything. The irony of that, that episode's title as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all said we're like Lady Painforth, pretty much. And what is mm. it we like about... She's coming out as a real strong point of the film, like the episodes, and she's for me. I, so think, what is it? I think we're like sexy women in corsets, you know. Yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's just women in dresses. It just it does it for all us middle-aged men. I think yeah. she's. A, I think she's a brilliant actress. I think it's. No, I think she was. Yeah. Overly, it's played in the right way, you know, because yeah. it is kind of it's theatrically played. Yeah, for you. Um, yeah. And it, and it's great, and it works. It works great alongside the other guy um, that that she's with. Um, yeah, I just think she, it, I just think she it nails felt, it. It felt like he and her and Rich were of that time, and their script was accurate, and it yeah. made you feel as though they were. And there weren't any slip ups in terms of like you know contemporising anything. So. Mm. Well, so Kevin Kevin Clark when he wrote it, uh, he wrote it, it like in Shakespeare Shakespearean language, and the way Shakespeare uh, used to write his plays. But then J and T I think got involved and says no, you can't write it like that. And so they had to uh, no, turn it down. The, the idiots that watch Doctor Who won't be able to get it. That's Me, right. I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have got it. Yeah. I would not have got it. <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, I, think just... I think similar to uh, Bob was saying, I think when uh, John Nathan Turner came in, I think he ruined it. It might have been a better better story without throwing. I don't think you need the Cybermen in as much as he is. It's not really well written that bit. I think it just feels like it's been hastily put together. Well, because he's take some great bits in it, and he is some great. I actors. think I think you've got like you've got too many. So you've got some quite big villains, and they are scary. Lady Penfort is very powerful. She's got a lot of knowledge. She can travel in time, for God's sake, by some magical yeah. witch yeah, power liquid. Yeah. Whatever you know, you don't want to get in the science of that. But she's a very powerful <clears throat> adversary. The Nemesis itself is a very powerful thing. <laughs> That's enough on their own. Well, and then you got the, uniquely the, the Nazis. That was fine. The guy, the, you know, that was a strong, yeah, just, you know, yeah, whatever. Was... Um, and the, yeah, the Cybermen were completely unnecessary. Yeah, you could well, have made it. You could have made it more. I, I do like the fact of. Well, you can imagine uh, Chibnall have watched this to give him an idea of the empty child, because of when she turns around and goes like, "Oh, he's a Time Lord," and then lady's like, "Oh," and I thought, "Oh, yes. is that like some kind of?" Yeah. Cool little thing that someone's <laughs> picked up on, and was they going to expand on that later? Yeah. I don't well, know because the, 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 idea, the idea is is basically uh, is putting the mystery back into the Doctor for McCoy. With this yeah. one in particular, it's saying he's God without saying the word God uh, is basically what what they're trying to say. So he he has got all these things going on, these places he needs to be at a certain time, hence the watch. You know yeah. that he has to remember to do something because he is God. Um. But you, they don't they don't hit that nail on the head. But it, but it's open to interpretation. That's what this does deliver quite well, and it does in the majority of the McCoy era. It delivers this mystery back of who is this 
very mysterious, very powerful yeah. and very dangerous man who's interwoven in pretty much all... If you think about all the stories, take the great show of the galaxy out, out of it, but, you know, you've got Curse of Fenrir, remember, it's the Daleks, you know, if you look at survival, all of them, he is in the story already, or he's yeah. played a part in the history, or he's done something, or he's more powerful, or he's doing a solution where he's, he's he's got to do it from his past. And they talk about the time of Omega, they talk about the time of Rastlon, they talk yeah. about the dark times, the old times on Gallifrey, because he's that old and that... So when you're saying about the um, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 timeless child, you know, that's something that, like you're saying, Chibnall's done himself, and this is yeah. what Cartman wanted to do without yeah. saying it. Um, oh wow! So, yeah. so that and but but it was it. But to be fair to Kevin Clark, it was his it was his only idea when he came in for his script meeting. He went, uh, "Doctor Who is God," um, and then went from there, basically. Um, but the the mystery element was always Catmull's idea, you know. So it really sort of lent to that. And I think that was done brilliantly well. Um, and I just think I just think there's too many. Too, I mean, there wasn't that many cooks in Doctor Who at this point. There was only JNT. There was uh, Cartmill, you know, and the rest. Rest yeah. of the people were brought in and a secretary. Um, but I think there's too many people trying to do too much in this. Which, yeah, it's great. It's fun. It's got all all, all these things. But I don't think it quite delivers, which leaves me a little bit frustrated. Sucky. Well, as as I say, is that as we've all said, there's too much going on in this story. Too much, and there's elements that should have been taken out at the rehearsal stage, and. Uh, just taken out completely, but because certain elements, uh, sort of other things were happening in the production, they went with whatever was written down, and they knew it was over long, and they were just going to edit it out. Now, if they'd have uh, put back all the stuff that explained some of the uh, motivation behind some of the characters, it'd have been a more coher coherent story. But so they could have easily taken out, as I says, the skinhead. Scenes, yeah, yeah, and they could have taken out the hitchhiking with the the American. Oh, woman. I love that. Yeah, my I, like, I, like, I like. But th these, if this was a four-parter, this would, would have been great. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that that American scene was fabulous, and again they got another actress in who, who JNT wanted in, and it was cool and it was funny. The Skinner bit was good because yeah. it showed that these two aren't just a pair of theatrical weirdos from medieval times. These are the real deal. You know they'll string you up, yeah. and they'll, they'll, you know they've they've done a lot worse than than you'll ever have done. You you, you silly hooligans. Silly. I mean, hooligans. they were quite happy to strip those skinheads to their pants and leave them by a tree. I mean, Craig's done many times before, so it's, um, it's nothing new. Again, consent. <laughs> <laughs> consensually, really. consensually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a lot to it. There's, I think. Um, if it had been given more time for rehearsing, for for writing, for whatever, and four parts, you could have had a really special, legendary twenty yeah, fifth anniversary. Yeah. Um, I'm happy we should have I'm just thought that it was twenty five years way before it and done something mm. about it. You could tell it that's just been added in. I'm really not certain that it's 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 worthy of being thought of as that important to be uh, dissed to such an extent. If if you look yeah. at it in terms of like. Um, it's it's just an episode of Doctor Who, three episodes of Doctor Who that's going to keep kids engaged. Oh yeah, oh, and it did. That's I, 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 that's it. Fine. Loved it. That's one I, way to look at it. Loved it forever. I think, I think if you try to look at it too hard, you're always going to find flaws. Well, like, this know, is can... this is the podcast, isn't it? And this is the only way I can look at it now. Um, you know, is with a more critical eye. Like I said, I'm looking at it with more. I enjoyed it. I loved it. 
you know, I love I love any McCoy apart from Time and the Rani. You know, I just think it's it's wonderful, exciting, and new, and you know, different Doctor Who. Time and the Rani. It's awful. I've done it before, I think, didn't we? Did we do it once? No, I don't think we've done Time No, we've not done Time and the Rani. We've been threatened with it. Yeah. You see what I love about this? be a choice later. Yeah. Is it's got the humour in there? Like I just love that scene that we said it in the in the in the the limo, and then it. I get that it's too short. I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't have taken anything out of it. Perhaps the skinheads, maybe. Are talking, but, what we're talking about here is too short. You wouldn't have taken anything out of it. What we're talking. Sorry, no. Sorry, did I say that? Oh, sorry. What I meant is sorry. Um, it was, it was too ram tight. It would have been better as a four. Again, but we still won't talk again. About. Oh, in this episode, then I would have gone for All a four right, part. Sorry, up. There's nothing I would have taken out of it other than the social the social work scene. But what I love about it is it's got the humour. But the three elements to me are really significant through elements of Doctor Who. So you've got the political dealing with the contemporary baddies as, right, the, you know, the development of the Fourth Right. You've got the history with Lady Painforth, which is Doctor Who was set up partly for that. And then you've got the sci-fi, you know, the bug-eyed monsters are coming along with the, the, the Sidemen. So for me, it's kind of, not probably deliberately, but channeled each of those beautiful avenues that only really a programme like Doctor Who can do. So I wouldn't have removed any of them. I think, to be honest, if any of those elements were removed, it would significantly have weakened the show. It, just, the it, it just needed to be more artfully done. Yeah. yeah. A little long, longer. Always. C- Cybermen, I mean, it's not just this, that this, this, Silver Nemesis is guilty of it. There's many Doctor Who adventures which are frustratingly guilty of making the Cybermen a bit shit when they yeah. have the potential to be awesome, uh, you know, and they're very, very rarely being written with their true potential and, and power and scariness. I mean, they, they go around converting other life forms. They're like the Borg, who were possibly one of the scariest... Better than the Borg. Better than, yeah. they could, well, they could be better than the Borg. You know, yeah, right, the yeah. evidence I've seen. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and this is the yeah. problem. They don't deliver. And these are particularly silly Cybermen yeah. um, in, in this. You know, yeah. they make Earthshock Cybermen look amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like, it's. It, that, I think that's where the frustration's born out of. And I think when yeah. I was younger, I used, I used to get frustrated by the mystery of McCoy's Doctor, you know, oh, when I was a kid, because I kind of wanted to know. Um, but now I, I love that element. Um, but it, it, That last scene is great, isn't it? Who yeah. are you? And that's just brilliant. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's been used loads of little, been taken out and used in little clips in YouTubes all over the yeah. place. Well, I must say, though, it's got one of the best fight scenes from a companion. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it's, I've not seen it. I don't think anyone else has done something like that. It's, it's super cool. Really there's, a lot, there's a lot of action directed like that as well. Even, even for the budget, if you think about the big battle scene, yeah, it yeah. does look amazing. But, like, for the budget... That's pretty awesome. All the explosions. Oh, yeah, the went, time uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. And the chase with it, chase with Ace. When you know, I love that. The, that the darkness and the corridor going yeah. up. This. Oh, it's, I love that. And even the you know side men kind of like when she's up on the on the galley as such, and the TARDIS is below. I just love that. It was nicely done. It kept it really docked to. There's the TARDIS. There's Ace. There's the side men. <laughs> What's she going to do? And okay, it was a bit cheesy, they shot each other, but it worked. It's not true. That's, good, yeah. that's even that's using even cheesy. the Daleks, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. The, uh, the the fight sequence was great, but uh, as we've always said, uh, Mouse of the Baddies can't shoot for shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got Ace, who sometimes just stands there getting their catapult ready, and easily one of the Cybermen could have just... Oh, yeah, t- yeah. Just took her out, but at the same time, how, how much distance do these uh, catapults actually go with a girl coin in them? 
We've got a narrative uh, narrative framework distance, so that's uh, just to fulfil the story. Have you never fired a catap- catapult in within funnel? Do in, go. In I don't think. I don't think hers are what, She's not got one of those Black Widow things that go like a fucking bullet, though, is she? She's I used to love. Yeah, I used Still to. I, I, I used to have Black I Widow. Used yeah, back in there. Yeah, I once used one. I put a penny in it, and I shot my brother. Nice. I got told off by my mum. But Wait, is he dead? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it can't kill him. But um, it was you like kill right, right at the end of the road. Boom. Not right in the head. It, it would kill Kenny with a catapult <laughs> and a penny. It would kill Kenny with a catapult and a penny. I'm on it tonight with rhymes. <laughs> you, you also had the other fight scene in this, which was the Nazis versus the Cybermen. Yeah. That was a really good fight scene. But again, you had Lady Painfort. Uh, shooting off arrows, and you—the first scene that you see Lady Painforth in, she's got a rabbit in her sight, and she she and she's only small distance away. She misses, right, uh, and she doesn't hit the rabbit. But when she comes to this battle scene, she's knocking out Cybermen left, right, and centre. Well, Cybermen are bigger than adrenaline. rabbits. She's got her adrenaline going. <laughs> But I love that as well with the arrows. The fact that it's actually the arrow at the end that, that travels through the three episodes on the TARDIS door that actually is part of the culmination of the story. I thought that was really yes. cleverly yeah, done. And you get the little sequences of it materialising and dematerialising <clears throat> with the arrow in. And I just love that anyway. And then the Ooh, fact do, you know, they- do you know what? The more we talk about Lady Painfall, the more I think how awesome she... Like, she just walks around in is England like it's nothing. Like she yeah. owns the place. Like she'd be... She's basically Missy before, yeah, you know, yeah, her, before, yeah. you know, I think, I mean, just imagine if she had a proper face off with McCoy's doctor. You know, I know they're kind of doing this, but it doesn't really fully feel no, realised to me. Yeah. But she's so awesome as a as a villain. That, so, those scenes you're going on about at Windsor, uh, when, I was, when I watched it originally back in the 80s, and I thought, okay, that stands out a bit. What's she doing? People have noticed that straight away. But the fact is, she's at Windsor, which is like an historical town, yeah. and there's probably all sorts of role-playing going on about people going on about the history of the place mm-hmm. and stuff. So having these two walking around in period costume yeah. probably wouldn't have stood out That at makes all. sense. That yeah, now that make makes sense, sense yeah. to me now. Yeah. That scene, though, when she materialised in the cafe and those women aside watching and gossiping yes. about it is a little bit unrealistic. If two people just materialised, <laughs> no, it's talk to fucking Oof, uh, Craig. It's all fucking unrealistic. And also, it's comedy effect in it. There's, you know, it's quite, it is quite funny. Oh, and um, the screaming as they arrive. I love that bit. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, that is fun. Yeah. When she was in the cafe shop, I, I was hoping she'd turn around and say a line out of Whiffdale and say, give me wine, give me all your wine. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. Yeah, well. Just get rid of the taste of human blood that she's got to drink. <laughs> No. Well, that's another thing that was sinister as well. You know, when the, the guy did all his calculations yeah. and they killed him for his blood for the for the, the witch, uh, you know, po- uh, portion... Yeah. Time travel yeah. juice. She's really is, evil, really. Oh, you stop she's and think, I think great. And, and the way she demises into total madness that she leaps in, I just think she's a great oh, yeah. character. And I think it's another one of those characters where you think, how come they didn't bring her back again? <laughs> well, she's <laughs> died at the end now. Which is no saying that you could have so much. But, so but, many but, it's, but she's, it's, she must be part of this type of other people who has this magic juice, wasn't she? Magic juice. I would deliberately say magic anything. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I like a bit of magic juice. Tastes good. Anyway, let's talk about Richard and he's staying behind at the end because obviously he's there with his little looty thing, isn't he, or whatever it is. Is that realistic that he just fits in so easily? No, he I mean, went back. They took him back. back. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up with um, what's one where they just stay behind uh, Anselin? What a different in... a different show. Okay. No, I'm no, getting mixed up with Coronation Street. Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> I got mixed up with Battlefield. Yeah. Sorry, he does. Which yeah. I, which that... I which I kind of love. That I love. Like I'm surprised Big Finish haven't jumped on it and gone back and done a, you know, an episode with him and how he's got on and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, because it was because it, but he was a space knight, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a space knight. Uh, but they have, than... they've, they've had the Brigadier Brent Bearer back uh, to do a show. Uh, they've done a lot of series. Yeah. A couple of series with her. I do love how sci-fi just sci-fi things up by putting space in front of a random word. <laughs> I think I use the word space. Pirate space. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. I, I, no, I like I say, it's um, I'm being very critical of it because we're doing a podcast. Yeah. But I, but I do... Well, I'm the one who's fully supporting this one, Bob. I'm, I'm totally with you, John. I'm right behind you, as always. I mean, that's worrying, but okay, I'll take it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, darling. Yeah, you um, will, John. You so, will take it. You will be taking it. I will it. take it, yeah. So, come on. Can we have positive things, then? Because I, we, we, I think we have been quite critical, but can we just have a, a few more? What about the music? Anything the on music's the music? The good. I did love the idea of jazz um, being piped in and, and jamming up the Cybermen's radio. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant, and I love and, and it, I, I and love it kind of because you can imagine that your general uh, viewer of Doctor Who, if your dad's in a room watching it with you, he's like, "What the fuck is jazz?" Yeah, and you see, that's exactly the the confounding yeah. effect it has on the cyber. It, it's, it's the same. It's the same with me. If I hear yeah. jazz, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> but it, but Courtney Pine was a huge sort yeah, of he was massive there. deal at the time. I mean, even I've heard of him. Um, and it's mm. not because of Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what about, positive. It is. What about the Cybermen's henchmen that come out to shoot the Doctor, though, oh. in the episode, oh, the twins. episode one? The twin men. I mean, let's just talk about them, because they surely deserve a little bit of conversation. <laughs> With their headphones on. Yeah. Yeah, just to show them Cybermen. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they really are good aims as well, aren't they? Kind of like we said, and they just stood there doing absolutely nothing. Like, yeah, they're a bit... They, they were a bit uh, poorly realised. I mean, they've just been converted. That kind of way of saying it. Yeah, converted into cyber humans or whatever they were. Yeah. Uh, but they just, basically, most of the time, they just stood around and they were poor shots. Yeah. Because they, they're hiding in the bushes as they walk by it and they still managed yeah. to be Sylvester and Salford. Uh, yeah. Right, I yeah. just think, oh, it's terrible. It's the kind but, of pre, pre before the surprise it's going to be Cybermen, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. so they can't be Cybermen. Oh. But I love the mythology they build up in this as well, with the, the lights coming on and off. I mean, I use that even now, whenever lights flicker, I always go, the Cybermen are coming. Um, <laughs> because of, I, I still use that. But I think that scene as well, where the Doctor and Ace are in the water and they're kind of floating down streams and the Doctor spits out the water, that goes on a bit long. It kind of just like feels like it's getting tired with the music during the, the 80s. The, the music is... It's very of the time and a little overbearing at times, uh, a bit too upbeat and probably inappropriate at times, I'd say. But I do enjoy, I do enjoy the eighties, particularly this era's music. But I think in this one, yeah, it's just a bit over top and inappropriate, I'd say, in parts. Uh, I'm a bit with Cliff on liking it actually, but yeah, just at times it goes yeah. a bit. No, I'm not, I, I enjoy it. I like it. I just think it's a bit too much in this one. Anything else from anyone? Are we coming to the point where we need to talk about our final two words for this? Anyone else got any things they want to raise about it? 
about two words. I mean, you, two you, words? You, yeah. Let's yeah, do our two words. words then. So in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with Sucky, darling. Two words. And any final thoughts in two words? Uh, there, there ain't much I'm gonna add to it. I mean, as I says, when I was uh, when I first watched it, I really enjoyed it, and it's one of the shows that I kept playing backwards, back uh, back again and again because I'd actually backwards. record. <laughs> Might have done, um, but since I've rewatched it, and I've not really watched the special edition, which does put a lot of stuff in, including apparently I think there's a a, a a painting of Ace that was drawn sometime in the past, and they discover it when they're walking around the uh, the vaults where uh, the Queen's presence are. We don't mention the Queen either. Queen appears with her mm, cookies, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will just say it, it's. My two words are going to be a disappointing special, right? Because if this was going to be a special, it should have been a, a full-on, really, really good special. But it is disappointing because there's a lot of elements that just didn't make sense. And the story sort of meandered, uh, even though it was quite exciting. So, yeah, disappointing special. Okay. Do you know what? I was I was trying to find, because um, I remember the special edition, and I thought it was on the DVD. And I was like, where is this? No, it's VHS. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't just oh, put they it not moved, Yeah, they just put yeah it I was worried about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm hoping they'll bring it out when they release season 24 yeah, they, then. They will, they yeah, put yeah. it on there. Because yeah. they also had the making of, didn't they? They had that like American, um, yeah. American whatever film production that's showing how they did it, which I loved watching that. It was brilliant. It showed how they made the, the bar. The bar very, very light on extras on the DVD as well. It's like a, yeah. one that just yeah. boshed, boshed out, I think, really. Yeah. Yeah, because the first thing I did was go to find the special edition one, and it yeah. just like threw me. And then, like you, I got a bit like, oh, "Has it been released somewhere else on VHS on, on video?" On That's DVD, what I then. thought special edition, but no. Yeah. So disappointing special from Sucky Cliff. Two um, words. Final thoughts. Final thoughts is well, like I said, it's got one of the best uh, action scenes in for a companion. Um, I can't think of anyone else who's had such great thing. Um, Ace relationship is great with the doctor as always i think we, them two are really good together um not i don't think they're my favorite but i just like them both together really good the story is just okay it's worth a watch anyone who's not seen it don't don't not, i'm not totally slagging it off the two words would be <coughs> not a cough um, <laughs> um uh, sterling silver Oh, nice. Ooh. Sterling Sterling. Did you think that right on the top of your head, Duncan? How, do how do you spell Sterling? Oh, don't be cruel. It's just evil, isn't it? Oh, oh. That's not... oh. Sorry, yeah, for, for, not, not... for listeners. Yeah. For listeners, yeah. that's a picture of Sucky at uh, one of his conventions. And if you if you've not listened to me and Sucky, it was sandwiched between Sylvester <laughs> yeah. McCoy and, and Ace. Oh, there he is with Paul McGann, everyone who's listening. Oh, oh my God! Looks thrilled. Yeah, yeah, one of the conventions. <laughs> and if you if you're not listening to me and Sucky in uh, conversation, conversation, uh, com- convention, converse, convention, conversation, uh, check out our previous episode, bonus edition that me and Sucky caught up and talked to Sucky about him straddling Daleks and stuff. Straddling oh, Daleks. Katie Manning style. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, John, final yeah. to you. Final thoughts. Two words. Final thoughts is it was a Doctor episode that I watched. It was um, it was was fine. I was I was because it's it's Bob's era and he loves this and he keeps wanting to watch Silver Nemesis again and again. I was kind of I think I built it up enough that it it actually worked for me because I'd built it up enough. So 
Uh, I was thinking of Sean Luck the other day, so my uh, my uh, two words are challenging wank. I think it's appropriate. I think. Uh, I was about to say that you, your love for Bob made you love this, but then following that with challenging also wank. Also challenging wank as well for love of Bob. Yeah, Absolutely. but challenging wank ticks a lot of boxes. So yeah, yeah, many reasons. Okay, Deb, Bob, over to you. Final thoughts, two words. Um, I, yeah, I did enjoy it. I, I'm being critical of it because I can. Um, and there's reason to be but uh, I was pleased we, we we picked it and I, I'm very pleased I've watched it again it's been a while um, and I'm pleased I maybe didn't watch it with the rose tinted spectacles like I'm very I'm very good at watching this era with you lent them I, to me hadn't you I must have lent to you John yes uh, definitely Craig had, had all of them as well when he watched it but it, it was uh, I've got to go with two two words so nearly there uh, and the other one is more penfold or penfold whatever she's called yeah, Penforce. 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 Yeah, Penforce. Pen yeah, pen yeah, Breaking like Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got Could have brought her back. Yeah, she was awesome. She was good, yeah. You can always bring people back from the dead in Doctor Who. Of course you can. Look how many times it happens to Messi and Master. Uh, so, yeah. um, so for me, I'm just a bit, I don't know, I feel other than John. I, I kind of, I hope I've emphasised how much I love this one so much. I think the Doctor and Ace are brilliant in it. I love the three strands of the story. The sequences, the battles like Cliff mentioned are, are fantastic. I just really, really, really love this story and always have done. So for me, it's Anniversary Ace. Mm. I just, I think... Oh, it, I that's a good mean, one. I love it. You see, I, you could have done that because you didn't love it. By the way, I forgot to mention, uh, I want you to mention the, the boombox that she carries around with the extra bits of an epic kit. Stuck oh, Nitro it. 9 and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know no, that. That was, that was ace. Oh, sucky, darling. Right, uh, just before we sign off, I, we had a conversation last night on WhatsApp as to uh, we were just talking about stuff, and um, I did mention uh, you should be watching Survival. Well, the thing is, I thought we were watching Survival for this episode. You <laughs> watched that twice. <laughs> <laughs> you did mention. <laughs> and I watched that twice over the last. So is that going to be your uh, suggestion for the next? No, episode? no. Cool. It's not. <laughs> uh, and I'll bet everyone picked Survival today. <laughs> no, no. That's hilarious. Ah, oh, sucky darling. Oh, so so it, it, it wasn't until last night when I went. What do you mean? Isn't it Silver Nemesis? And you were like, Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, you oh, did. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was a quick. Yeah. yeah, it was like you could imagine that. Oh, oh dear. Oh, so no, before no, we no. talk about our mini podcast that will be coming out next, let's talk about next time and what our choices will be yeah. for our next review. So to start with, bear in mind that we are heading in towards the new November, isn't it? Yeah, Cliff, I'm going to come to you first, darling. What might your your choice be for? Right, bit of a side one. Wouldn't have usually picked it, but because what's coming, <clears throat> the Celestial Toymaker. Oh, no, good no, show. No, that is absolutely Yeah, because it leads on to the next what's coming up. I'm just going to come in here now and say, I've already backed John. I've already been around the back of John. I'm standing behind Cliff this time. I'm going to back Cliff and I'm going to go Celestial Toymaker as well. That was actually my choice, mm. exactly with what's coming. So I know I'll leave John till the end because he'll be reviewing which is the short one or which is the crap one. <laughs> There's only one episode available for that. The rest are all going to be... It's all... It's all put, yeah. There's also ta Target novelisations. The Target novel. Hey, yeah, selling about target novel. Like 40 quid at the moment. I did Google how much that would be when which I, I Which I do have. It's £40. Ooh. Could you photocopy each page and no, send it to I'll, me? No, I'll send, I'll send the you the PDF, PDF Craig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got massive, brilliant stuff. So, uh, so that's 
That's Celestial Toymaker from Cliff and myself. I'm going to come to you, Sucky, because I saw the look of horror when we suggested that. Yeah, I've had to review that for a podcast uh, a while ago. And it's what? It's not not our podcast. Oh, he's it's such it. Oh, yeah, hang um, on. Oh, and you me. might change your mind if you know it's coming up shortly. Yeah, so I'm not, a, never, ever going to pick that story. What a bitch, uh, Sucky. Yeah, he just dropped <laughs> yeah. it in there, didn't he? Look at me, my fucking I want to I want to rewatch. In fact, yeah. Sucky doesn't get a choice this time. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Go on, Sucky. I do get a choice. You want, you want survival. <laughs> no, I, I can't have survival again. I've watched that twice now as well. Um, it's going to be uh, Deep Breath, because I quite like uh, mm, deep, rewatching deep throat. Uh, a Peter, <laughs> Deep Breath. Peter Capaldi. Deep Breath. All oh, right. Right, Bobster. I'm going to join you with this. I was, I was going to pick oh, the. Come I was, on, this I, is going to be three I was, against. I was going to pick the five doctors, but I think we've done it, haven't we? Yeah, not, not on this one. I don't. Oh, think. We have time. we have talked about five doctors before. I know that, but, but I don't know when. We've done the five doctors probably. Right. It's only because it's got that the, the new definitive edition on the new Blu-ray, and uh, yeah. before I watch it, I'm, I might propose it. But no, I'm going to go with the Celestial Time Maker because I quite like reading the Target novelization. I quite like we've not done a missing for a while. Get in, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's very whoa, relevant. Whoa, 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 It's a missing. Yeah, yeah it's a missing story. That's what it says. It's telling right. parts of okay, one episode. Okay. No, it's fine. It's you can just read a synopsis, it. John. Yeah. Well, the target novels don't be that tiny. They're never big, are they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that one is. It's a small print. I have to confess, and it's a bit sad. I was hoping to hold up at this point, but rather sweetly, Matt has bought me offline. A, obviously someone's just created a disc of the missing episode and the telly snaps and packed it in a celestial toy maker case Ooh, and he's ordered cool. that for me off like yeah it was it's only about six seven quid he found it on ebay i think that's i nice. mean i know you can get it technically free but he yeah. didn't know that when he, he did yeah, it but at least you got it in one place you know to absolutely it well i did think so i would want to watch it definitely before i see the 60th anniversary because mm -hmm. i don't know anything about celestial time makers so i thought that's actually really nice and then he just did it so uh john it's over to you. This is getting yeah. very close. I was uh, I was just browsing about. I'm not going to help any of you fuckers with your choices. So I'm going <laughs> to do my own thing. One of these kids is doing his own thing. So. I was looking at uh, The Invasion of Time, but I found out it's six episodes. So fuck that. Uh, and I've decided to go with The Mark of the Rani. Oh, because uh, I was Bob mentioned the time in the Rani and uh, I thought, Oh, I'll look at that, and then I thought there was a Rani episode earlier than that, so I'll go for Back that. Back of the Rani. Wow. And you saw it was two episodes, but they are two 15 minute episodes, so. We're yeah, all no, in. Brother. We're all in and yeah. rolling. All in, come on, roll, roll, roll. It's four. So it's Cliff. Ooh, yes. That's real time. There you go. Just listen back to the audio. The podcast you did last time, so you remind yourself what you said. You'll be sassy. Yeah. Yeah. With your friends. I'll tell you what I said. It was... You podcast with your friends. Don't tell yeah, us now. Yeah. Wait for your the best right episode. Your best friends. <laughs> um, yeah. See, why are they just so I can drop them some hate mail? There's uh, Mark Cockham and Ian Martin on All The Time, I suppose. Ah, I, quite oh, like those, I like that podcast. Nice. Yeah, I can't do it then. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, okay. So next time then, lovely listeners, to whet your appetites and get you all excited and giddy for the return of Doctor Who in November at some point, as yet undisclosed, despite the many things I read about when it's coming on, uh, we're getting in the mood by reviewing The Celestial Toymaker. But until then, just in case you need to, you can always listen to our next little mini podcast which will be dropping into your in a few weeks time which is our review of the big finish audio the trouble with drax until then it's goodbye from all of us and enjoy getting ready for the 60th what do we say folks we say goodbye bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.
Like, it's 